New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Tradey Web Guys. Tradey Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition. Everything from web design through to SEO, search engine marketing, content creation, you name it, guys. It is a customized solution for trade-based organizations, and it's fantastic. Head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash apply, fill in the form, and let's have a conversation. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello there, listeners and viewers. Welcome back to part two of the Creating an Amazing Employee Experience of the SciShed podcast. My name is Matt Jones, and you are joined today by Stephen and Erica from Power Selling Pros out of the US. Folks, welcome back. Thank you so much. So this is the second episode. Um, This is where we're talking about what's your purpose in episode one, which is the previous episode. We we were talking about why your employee experience probably sucks. I encourage you guys out there, if you didn't have not yet heard that, go check it out. We try to structure these episodes so that it always leads into the one we've just done previously. So it might make a little bit more sense because we'll probably refer to a few things from that episode. If you did check that episode out, I'd love to hear your comments and thoughts and feedback. And by all means, if you have any experience with those sort of things or poor, poor customer experience or even good customer experience, things you guys are doing well. We'd love to hear about it over in the Facebook group. So folks, we're here today to talk about what's your purpose as part of creating an amazing customer employee experience. I suppose here, are we typically talking to the business owners here? Are we talking to team members? Are we talking to the whole organization? There's going to be a little bit of everything. And I I think it definitely starts with the business owners and you know, one of the things that I really find surprising, Matt, is how many companies we've been to across the United States and even Canada. I'm still waiting to go to Australia, so let me know anybody that you know needs <laughs> training in Australia. I'm coming. Well, your boss has been here. I met him here. But one of the things that I see so frequently is that lots of contracting companies they don't have a mission statement or values. They don't have that that purpose and. So, you know, when you go online to the about us section and you try to learn about the company, like there's there's nothing there except probably something that was copied and pasted off of somebody else's website. And I feel like, you know, this is a huge topic that we really all should get aligned behind because if you don't have that mission, that direction or those core values and purpose, and if you do, can you recite them? You know, this is this is a big deal for, for businesses. And Stephen, I feel like you've seen that a lot too, where everywhere you've been. Yeah, it's interesting. And there are many companies that do have a mission statement or, you know, a value statement, and they'll put it up on the wall, or they'll put it on their website. But I can tell you right now, if I go to 100 companies, and I ask their employees, hey, what's your mission statement? What's your core values? Probably get less than 1% of an employee that can actually recite those to me. 
And I've asked this many times. I've been in a room full of owners and I've even asked them, what's your mission? And they're like, I don't know. Let me check on my website. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, your core values, that's what you hire by, you fire by, and you promote by. So a mission statement is, is great. Values are core values of who we are. I just believe there has to be a bigger purpose. And the purpose can't be, well, we want to grow our business to a $10 million company because you got to answer the question, which is, what's in it for me? Why do I want to do that? Why will I wake up and go work for you as opposed to someone else? Without having direction, without having a real purpose, all I'm doing is just going through the motions. And sure enough, the next person that offers me a dollar more an hour, I'm like, see ya, because I don't have a purpose there. Right. So I I always like to ask, you know, does your organization have a common purpose? What words or phrases would your customer use to even describe your organizational brand? And and this kind of helps with the purpose, because I think a purpose helps with the customer experience because people really want to get behind companies that have a purpose, that have something that they're doing. It's why people love uh, Patagonia. Right. People love Patagonia because of what it stands for. Uh, In in the United States, there's a store called uh, or fast food restaurant called Chick-fil-A. And it's always busy. It's always packed. And why is that? It's because they have a really core purpose and their employees get behind it. And they're like, yes, I want that great store. That's an outdoor recreational store. It's called REI in the States called Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Back in 2017, they decided in the United States, uh, the day after Thanksgiving is called Black Friday and people go out and shop all day. Well, they decided they were going to close their store on Black Friday on Friday. And not only were they going to pay their 12,500 employees a paid holiday, but they were also going to uh, have some specials, you know, on web. And so they set up like this Twitter hashtag called opt outside and like over 1.5 million people hopped on it. And it was things of, you know, uh, parks you could go to hiking, anything that was outdoors, which is what they're all about. Right. Uh, and I mean, who closes the day after Thanksgiving? <laughs> they said, we want you to be with your family, go outside, enjoy it. Right. And so they actually live their purpose. And people are obsessed with REI in the States. Right. And it's not cheap camping equipment. It's um, one of those things as well, like we've, I found over the years, and to be honest, this is, this is funny because this is an exercise of the last couple of weeks I've been going through a lot of this stuff at myself with my own businesses, with vision and stuff like that with my coach. And I found that there's so many people just use like cliche things. And as a recent guest on the, on the show called it, like people will like try and promote you know, permission to play things like we value to offer excellent service. And it's like, no shit. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't market that. Like, you know, we, we, we vouch to make our customers happy. You would hope so, right? Like he calls these permission to play. I thought that was quite clever. But like, it just like some things, I guess the point there being that very often like people don't put the thought in. They don't actually really dive deep into the exercise and really understand at the root level, you know, what this actually specifically means for them and their company. It's just more, well, I saw it over there and that sounds pretty good. So I'll put that over here, you know. One of the things I see with mission statements is you get a mission statement and you have all your team start getting together and pretty soon you start getting super picky with the vocabulary and the words and like, I totally think that's hilarious. What you just said is, you know, people that put the words in there like integrity. Well, 
you should have integrity or like, solutions. Okay, yes, tell you and you have to really dig deeper. And I, I guess that's really hard to do. And I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, really taking it to the next level of figuring out that purpose and the direction you want to go. But, you know, we don't want to just be average. And speaking of this idea of average, I was working with an Australian company just this week, actually. And one of the things that we were talking about in this customer service training was don't be average. And I made the joke, I was like, you guys should get a t-shirt and hashtag don't be average. This happened last night. I was training them last night. Today, they sent me a picture of their entire team. Somebody had gone out and she made t-shirts that had hashtag don't be average. And all their team had these black t-shirts now that said don't be average. And we even did a team cheer at the beginning and the end of this training where we all put our hands and we said, don't be average. Like... (laughs) That's like now becoming their thing. And it's fun for everyone. They're like, we're not average. We're not an average company and fun little purpose. And they have t-shirts out of it. But it was just this, you know, engaging, inspiring team building thing that they all were able to do and the leaders were able to get behind. And so, you know, sometimes your your mission, you want to have that written out, but you got to have these, maybe these daily cheers, like what's our purpose for today? And what's our purpose for, you know, what we're going to be doing? Like, if we're going to have a team cheer today that called no callbacks, you know, that's going to be our team cheer. And that's our purpose for today is that there's no callbacks. But I know a team cheer sounds really cheesy, but do it. Like, have a daily purpose. If you don't have a big vision, at least start with a daily thing of a team cheer and let a different employee pick a word or a phrase for the day. Like, what's our intention for Mm. today? And that's a big word is intention, but what is the intention that we want to have accomplished, which is why I love your idea of the four by four, right? Is do we get things done? What's our intention for tomorrow? And so having those team cheers sets that intention, that, that small daily purpose that needs to happen. And if you are trying to figure out how to create a big vision, you know, start with the small and eat the elephant one bite at a time. And so would you say that it's, you know, I mean, obviously, when we look at a, like a mission statement, which is kind of the big picture, right? Like it's the you know the company mission. But then, what we're essentially saying is, well, you know, you can break them down into into more digestible, actionable, you know, targets, goals, you know, whatever you want to call it. And that might be a day by day thing, you know. Like I know, I know, in the we've just found over the years that if you don't make them small, they just don't get achieved. It's like you know, like the big picture goal without those little breakdowns along the way, it's just, it just turns out to be a wish because there's no strategy to get there. You know, it's the, it's the small steps, the little wins, the one percenters that really make the difference. I love that story, Erica. I didn't know about that. That is so cool. What, like what bloody you- Australians. Well, I know them Australians. Um, hey, I'm coaching Australians next Thursday, so I got uh, I got another group. Uh, uh, Pl- uh, yeah, a couple of an electrical company and a plumbing company. Um, well, let's see what T-shirt you can get them to print out the next day. Boom! <laughs> but think about it. What kind of attitude? What kind of mindset do you think they had that day when they're thinking hashtag Don't be average. What were the results? Do you think? Yeah. Well, they. they they certainly would have had a good frame of mind. Culture, so, good culture. It's a good culture, but think about, you know, the, your thoughts will drive your behavior. And so when I do, you know, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Why do you do what you do? And, and really dig deep. Well, we, we sell stuff. Well, go beyond that, you know. We serve customers. Okay, well, what's that look like? And I was with a company the other day, and um, we had a little fun thing with some sticky notes. And they decided every Monday... The technician, they were going to all write a sticky note, like an incantation, their purpose for the week. And they were going to read this before every call. And so they started writing stuff down. And so one guy said, uh, I work for a five-star company. 
We deliver five-star service, and I am a five-star service professional. Now, if he reads that before every call, is there a better chance he will give a five-star service? Yeah, there's a better chance, right? And so they would write stuff like, I am an awesome rock star technician. I'm like, you own this, baby. <laughs> um, and, and so it was it was a company purpose serving clients, but it was also individualized as, like you said, the four by four you've talked about, Matt, but it's the purpose. What is your purpose this week? What are your goals? And it was really simple. And it was just off of a sticky note. <laughs> so every Monday they were like, get the sticky notes out. What are you going to be? Who do you want to be this week? You could be anybody. Yeah. And so one guy's like, well, I'm going to be a superhero and I'm going to, but I may or may not leave my cape in the van. I don't know. <laughs> I own it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like affirmations, right? Yeah. And so like, I love the idea of, it sounds the way this conversation is going is, is steering towards, you know, culture and steering towards like getting everyone to buy in and have enthusiasm and enjoying the process and, you know, sort of also buying into the process more. Well, look at it this way, you know, look at how many times have you gone to a service meeting, you know, service meeting and all your texts are in there and you got about a 45 minute or an hour meeting and they spend 45 minutes talking about, come on guys, you're doing this bad. You messed this up. And they spend five minutes on positive stuff. And then they're like, okay, now get out there and take care of the customer. Mm. Um, Again, reward the behavior you want. So are your meetings positive? Are they encouraging to your team? Or is it just a time you're tearing them down? You know, look at what kind of meetings are you having? You know, here's an example. How many of you actually have your CSRs, your call handling team, attend your meetings? Because I can tell you right now, most of them don't. And here's how it, you have a tech meeting, you bring in donuts and at the end of the meeting, you take the donuts down to the CSR and you say, hey, here's some leftover donuts. Enjoy. And they're always the banana cream filled ones that are nasty. But how, mentally, how do you think they feel? Oh, you get leftover donuts because you're the low person on the totem pole. And yet you're the voice of the company, right? How important is their position? Extremely important. How about bringing them into the team? They feel left out. Yeah. That's a, such a simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. you're, the message you're giving is you're not that important to enjoy some of our fresh donuts. <laughs> so, so if we were to frame this up, so yeah. like framing up what the purpose is, would, would you say, is it fair to say that it starts at the top, starts with the, you know, the, the big vision, the company mission, the, the directors to, you know, sort of goals, all this kind of stuff, company foresight, blah, blah, blah. And then... Is that where you would begin? I'm just trying to frame this up for the viewers. What, what I usually see it as is uh, I have a common purpose is an explan is the reason of or uh, what you want your customer experience to be at an emotional level and what you want to do for your customers. Purpose will drive everything in your organization and purpose leads you down the path to a higher performance and an exceptional delivery of service. Does that help a little? A little. I'm just trying to think, I suppose, for the viewers out there and listeners, you know, like what's something they can do now? What's the right framework to begin? I mean, would you say work on like the actual mission, work on something, you know, from deep within, you know, that, is, that resonates with you and what you want to achieve with the company and then take that and break that down into digestible 
you know, actions, if you will. So what I would do is if you are able to come up with a mission and core values overnight, that's great. The reality is this is probably going to take you a little while to think about. We want you to think about it, but I don't want you to wait either to get your team motivated and pumped up. So if you don't have that mission and that core values and that purpose, start working on it right now and work hard on it. But don't wait to get your team inspired on the daily little things. So you can start the daily little sticky notes. You can start the team cheers. You can start those tomorrow. You can start it today and get that going and roll out this mission statement as you're developing it. But the worst word we could ever say in this world is later. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it later because we know later never happens. Yeah. So don't wait till later. Start the sticky notes now and set a goal. Like you'll have your mission statement. You're going to, Matt, you said you have a coach to help you with that. Get a coach, get an accountability partner, get someone to help you. And please don't copy and paste somebody else's mm-hmm. work on it and, and really dissect and, and evaluate where you want to be, where you want to go and what you want your team to buy into and the things that they can buy into. Right. That's a good thing too, is maybe you have a mission that's just for you. Like Steven said, like, our goal is to dominate the industry. Well, your team probably won't buy into that. <laughs> so it's kind of like Harley Davidson. Their their mission statement is we fulfill dream. What is it, Stephen? We fulfill dreams of personal freedom or something like that. Yeah. And everyone can buy into that, right? I want to have personal freedom and customers buy into that. But don't feel like your mission statement has to be timeless either, that you have to have this one thing that will last forever. We've actually changed our mission statement, I think, three times since I've been at Power Selling Pros. Almost yeah. every year we update it. So mm-hmm. it, it's totally fine if you feel like next year it doesn't work anymore. You can update it because you're always going to have a new direction. You're going to have a, a bigger team. You're going to have the new world of who knows what the next pandemic will be. Just kidding. I don't want to jinx anything. But, you know, things are always going to be different. So There's something coming, you know. Anyone that thinks this is the only global crisis that's going to happen in their lifetime is kidding themselves. So, all right, well, that was great. So, I mean, the the big thing for me, I suppose, takeaways was, you know, work on the mission statement, work on goals, work on direction. Stephen, I love the reward, the behaviors you want. I think that's really powerful, you know. And if I want, it's probably something that I need to get better at myself. And revising the mission statement, I think, is super important because like anything in a business, everything shifts, you know, and you you want it to be agile. You want your business to be agile and malleable so you can change direction. It's the disadvantage of large business, you know. They get really – it's really hard to move a giant ship. When you guys Mm -hmm. are out there running small businesses, you're in a great opportunity to be able to make those shifts. I'm not saying be reactive, but I'm just saying be, you know, be responsive. Is there anything you guys wanted to close off on before we jump into the last episode? I think this is fun and I'm so excited to, to <laughs> see what the listeners are going to do. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I employ you guys out there to take action. You know, it's one thing listening to this information, but you know, we, we do this for a reason. So, get out there and get off your couch and get it done. I do have to share, I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. You obviously <laughs> know who he wrote. He wrote the book Start With Why, but he wrote another book that's called Find Your Why. It's a practical guide for discovering purpose for you and for your team. And if you haven't read Start With Why, you can probably watch a TED Talk and and figure it out. But Find Your Why gives you some really practical steps to determine what is your purpose and what is your team's purpose. 
It's one of it's one of my favorite books by Simon Sinek. Oh, so, yet, yet another book for me to add to the list. I'm ripping uh, through them. I must say, I'm get, really getting through these books the last few months and tearing through them. All right, listeners and viewers, we're going to come back with the third and final episode in the Creating an Amazing Employee Experience series. This was the second episode, which was What's Your Purpose, which stemmed on for episode one, which was Why Your Employee Experience Probably Sucks. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you've got any experience with what we spoke about, again, please hit us up in the Facebook group. We'd love to hear your what's worth working, what isn't working, what you liked, what you didn't like. We've been joined today, luckily, by Stephen and Erica all the way from the US. Thanks, guys. I know it's getting late over there and I appreciate you giving us your time and expertise. Uh, you guys are from powersellingpros.com, so go check out their website. Super cool coaching program over in the US. Um, there'll be links to everything in the show notes, so by all means, you can head across there, guys, and get hold of that. All right, let's wrap this up and we're going to come back with the last episode. So uh, thank you once again, folks, and we'll chat to you all soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, You'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.